Hey everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. David and I saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. And for that to happen, it takes two things. We have to give you guys some really great content, and you guys have to help share our valuable message with others. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, what's up, buddy? What's going on, dude? Where's Marcus? Is he here? Or is he sleeping in the back? Oh, he's here. Is he? Often heard. How's it going, guys? Never seen. How's it going? It's good. Yeah, the elusive Marcus. I like these guest episodes. Yeah, they're getting fun. The first one, it was pretty good. A little yep. rough. Well, because you know, we it's didn't, first guest episode, right? Because we didn't know what we were doing. Right, right. You know? So they get, they get better every time. But Tyler was great. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got Mr. Jeremy Mercado. We do. What's we do. Going on? The home loan advisor. Yeah. Connoisseur, I guess is that is that how you would say it or no? I mean that's pretty humble. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty humble. <laughs> the home loan expert extraordinaire, baby. Expert yeah. extraordinaire. I like that a lot. That's, yeah. right. that's really good. I really like it. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into uh, a little bit of what Mr. Mercado does here in a few minutes. Um, J Dog. That's right. J Dog. We, de- we decided he's been on the show for about forty three seconds, and we've already got a nickname for him. Yeah, J Dog. He's perfect. got a great personality. Love so it. it's J Dog. J Dog. That's, that's what we're right. calling him from now on. I mean, <laughs> not to yeah. get Mitch off topic of what he was talking about, but I, I like to do that. I like to challenge I'm him a little always bit. Always off know, Make him think about something. Right. So. So you just call me J Dog through the, the J Dog. J Dog. Mister Mercado. Yep. Okay, so um, uh, as as we're going through with uh, with Jeremy on on uh, everything that he does and all the challenges that he's faced and everything else, we're going to be tying those back to our six core adversities that you're going to need to be overcoming if you're planning on starting your own venture. So I'm going to go through those real quick. Um, number one is personal finance preparation, making sure your personal finances are in check before you step off onto your own. Um, number two is business finance preparation, and that's going to cover uh, finances for the business, how you're going to come up with the money and kind of the budgets that you're going to work from. Uh, number three is systems preparation. And this actually, th- there's three episodes that it takes to cover systems preparation. So these are all the rules and the systems that your business is going to work from and work within. It's kind of the kind of your playbook, so to speak. Um, number four is community involvement work. Um, and we capture all of our community involvement work by sharing it on social media using the hashtag find the need, fill the void. So uh, community involvement work is a great piece to make your business explode while helping your community at the exact same time. So um, that is episode seven if you want to check out that one. Uh, step number five is wake up, do work and repeat, or as all the young kids call it nowadays, hustle and grind. Uh, I hate those words. Not so hustle we call and flow, it, hustle and grind. Right. Uh, I love the reference. <laughs> uh, we, we call it wake up, do work and repeat. Um, and then finally, the sixth step or sixth adversity that you're going to need to overcome is you're going to need to learn how to evaluate your performance, make adjustments, and then improve on that performance. 
uh, and that is covered in episode nine. So um, if you're just now tuning in, if you go back and listen through episodes one through nine, that'll get you covered on all of the six core adversities that you're going to need to overcome. And then you can just jump right back into this show at any time. So um, uh, now that you kind of understand the framework of the show, let's dive in a little bit and learn a little bit about Jeremy Mercado. So Jeremy, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Jeremy Mercado, yeah. a.k.a. J-Dog. J-Dog. That's right, J-Dog. Um, I am a residential loan officer for mortgages. Okay. So I don't know how far you want me to dive into it, but I don't know if that's uh, pretty self-explanatory. In summary, I mean, if you are looking to buy a house, uh, I'm, the ty- I'm the person <clears throat> that you're going to be talking to. Right. Actually, before a real estate agent, believe it or not. Right. Right. So people think, oh, really? yeah, so people think, you know, when you're trying to buy a house, oh, I got to, I got to contact the realtor. Right. Well, would you take a girl out not knowing how much money do you have in your bank account? Right. You know, would you say, oh, hey girl, let's go to Capitol Grill knowing damn well you have $5 <laughs> in your account. <laughs> so why would you go shopping? Yeah. Right? So why would you go shopping for a house and you're like, dang. I, yeah. I don't know what I can buy. I have two cents. Right? Yeah. You know? So you talk to me, and believe it or not, I mean, a lot of people actually uh, don't understand the home buying process, and so I kind of act as an advisor as, as well. Right. And also, I mean, this is also my previous role in the past, but um, I actually make a larger impact, I think, on people's personal finances because we talk about credit, we talk about setting aside reserves uh, before buying a house because if things break, you know, Call Mitch for your plumbing needs, but <laughs> right, selfless plug or, or someone cheaper. We are shameless. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, people have credit that needs to be worked on, or save some down payment and stuff like that. And right, financial advisors usually don't talk to clients that have less than a hundred grand. So we're kind of a kind of in in between. In there. between, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Like financial advisor slash not real estate agent, but real estate agent slash mortgage advisor slash yeah. whatever Everything. you've got to do to make that sale, right? That's right. right. That's right. Now, now what you do is is kind of a little different, though, because you're not a, you're not a standalone business necessarily. Like, you're not an LLC. You still get a, you still get a W-2. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like hybrid, self-employed, but yet employed. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. Kind of so, like Jay-Z, right? Break can you break business, can you break that man. down like in a like a layman's terms if you you know you're not but you are so yeah you're you're basically self-employed within the framework or the shelter of a bigger entity basically is, yeah. is how that's kind of working right yeah. so you you have all of the risks and challenges as a self-employed person but right. you do get a little bit of the security of the bigger entity to an extent yes yeah. so especially in in any job involving real money, you know, you're dealing with people's largest um, personal asset, right? You're buying a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, a house, you're not going to buy anything for, you know, five grand. Right. So whenever you are encountering people's finances, I mean, there's going to be a lot of red tape. So in order for you to avoid having to do that and never starting your own mortgage company, you're going to work under a mortgage bank. Right. Um and so that way you don't have to apply for your own licensing. It's like, hey, look, um, let us be able to do VA loans. I mean, there's a lot of red tape doing that. You're going to yeah. talk to a yeah, governor. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
A lot of friends of mine, VA loans. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of paperwork. There's actually banks out there that don't do like FHA loans or VA loans because there's so much requirement and yeah. there's so much capital required, um, especially for a mortgage bank, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of this term within the mortgage industry was like, hey, are you going to sell my loan? Well, what people don't understand that are buying a house is um, when they buy a home, the bank usually lend their own money. And if they don't sell that loan, they're out of that 400 grand or however much that house yeah. is. Yeah. Well, what if you only have $10 million? Yep. You're yeah. telling me you're only going to loan to You can only 20, loan to 20 yeah. houses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. you have to sell to keep the doors open sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that way, you're also like mitigating the risk. Yeah. You know, as for me, if I were to try to do that, I don't have $10 million. No. Right. I don't know about you. And that's, and people are probably like, uh, you know, when I first, when Mitch said, hey, Jeremy's coming on the show, he's this and this. And that's what I thought of. I thought, oh, he's some big wig that's, you know, right. has all this money, he's I'm doing all cooler. this stuff, you know. I, he is really cool, <laughs> I will say. I mean, I like him a lot. Um, and I've only known him for maybe an hour now. He's, you know, seems real down to earth. Um, so when someone asks me, I will probably be giving out your information. Oh, dude. Um, Thank you. But, you know, that's what I thought. And people don't realize <clears throat> necessarily when you start a small business or have a small business, there are other guys like Jeremy. Yeah. That even though it seems like it's this big business entity, no. Right. Sometimes it is a small business. Sometimes it is a guy. When it, Just because he doesn't own the bank doesn't mean he's not he's still putting his ass out there on the line. Right. For sure. You know what I mean? Just like everybody else is. Right. So, and, and, and I always like to encourage people and this is all new to me. Oh, I did yeah. not realize any of this. I read his yeah. questionnaire that, that he filled out before and I was like, Oh shit. You know, you know, and I learned all this stuff and that's why we're having him on the show. Right. Um, that's why I encourage people to use small business. And this is just another asset. You get a lot better customer service from it. Damn right. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what's, to put it into kind of a comparison, it's similar to like uh, somebody who's a real estate agent who they're, they're an agent. However, they're working under a large agency, say like, a brokerage. Like, yeah. Like they're Remax not a, or something yeah. like that. They're so, not a broker. They're pinned on someone else. Yeah. 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 So like Remax <laughs> is handling the red tape and putting their mm-hmm. overlying process on it. But here they are kind of their hybrid self-employed, although uh, real estate agents are, Yep. they're a 1099 employee so right. they are self yeah. like, true full on self employed but it's it's very similar only in your case you just get in a w2 but it's still very very much like self employed and there's so. two sides to it too i mean you made a good point about like oh who's this guy is this going to be a big wig um there are loan officers out there that run on a pnl model right so profit you see that? Do you see the the question yeah. on my face? Right. Yeah. <laughs> what? So yeah, there are some loan officers that operate in that sense. So what happens is, yes, they're working under a company, but they get paid a higher percentage, but everything comes out of your own pocket. Right. Oh. So mm-hmm. you're like, oh dang, if I don't sell any loans, I have loan processors, I have assistants, I have the lease to this place that I'm renting. Like literally everything comes out of your pocket. Right. So there's two sides to it. Um you could be an employee. You could be. I mean, you're still going to be a W two in that sense, but you're also running a P and L. Yeah. And funny enough, um, for your audience, I think people tend to go into business for the wrong reasons. Yeah, absolutely, they do. Right. And so, it's funny because I'm a W two, but there are literally 
W two employees that are loan officers. Yeah. That are making millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's really no cap. So this is the beautiful thing about it. Like you're an employee, you're working under the safety net of a large company, but there's no limit to how much money you can make. Right. Yeah, that's that's an industry where you can go the hybrid model and still see the successes of being self-employed while having mm-hmm. the I don't want to say security because I mean if you don't perform you don't eat so and they get fired right <laughs> yeah right so there's no there's it's not necessarily yeah. securities of W twos it's just again handling a lot of the red yeah, tape he's not and everything in a, he's not in a union that's like hey okay well let's what no yeah you, no you're see ya yeah you're out yeah. the door yep. which is the same as operating your own small business right you don't cut it see ya. Right. You're, you know, you're out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, the other, the other thing too is, you know, when you're starting a small business or any business, you're going to file, you know, your different paperwork and stuff like that. What most people don't understand is before 2008, you can, anybody can actually originate loans. You could be a hamburger flipper and then next week you can be originating really? loans. Really? Right. Yep. And then the whole. That's part of what led to the crash. Yep. The whole meltdown happened. And they're oh, like, because oh, right. everyone was making loans. Oh, exactly. And no one could cover them. <laughs> and people are buying houses too. Like, yeah. You can have six houses. Yeah. And you're paying only interest on your mortgage. So Fannie Mae's working at McDonald's. Yeah. That's no exactly shit. Right. Right. Or Freddy's Burgers, right? No, Fannie, Fannie Mae and shit. Freddie, Freddie Mac. Mac. That's right. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, See, um, it's an educational show too. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So what are what are some of the challenges that you faced? Because you, you recently made a, a change into this. So- what are some of the challenges that you faced when you had to come with the decision of like, I'm going to go this direction where I'm going to go into this kind of more hybrid plan instead of just being a mortgage broker for some big, you know, national mortgage company. What, what were some of the, the challenges that you faced or struggles that you faced having to go into that direction? I will say, so let me give you a background of what's happened in the last couple of years. Yeah. So before I landed at the company that I'm currently with, I was with a company that also a mortgage bank that was like a call center type situation. Oh, okay. And you were getting fed leads. And so I think if I were to still be there, I don't think I would be invited to this show. Right. <laughs> because it literally is. <laughs> no, you're probably w, not. Yeah. You're W2. Yeah. You're, you're just getting a, fed leads. You're, you're just a real employee at yeah, that point. You're picking up your phone. Right. And you're typing up on a computer. Right. And you go home you, or you clock out for lunch, clock back in. And you don't really like screw around within the guidelines. You come in at eight o'clock, you leave at six. Yep. It's like working for a big bank. Yep. But yeah. now it's like, so before the show started, Jeremy was on the phone with a customer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We talked about maybe bringing this up later, but when we, I'm bringing it up anyway. And he was like, Hey, I'm going to work on your loan. I'm doing this podcast with some mm-hmm. guys I just met. I don't know if it's going to work out or be That's super right. shitty or what's going to happen, <laughs> but I'm going to, I'm going to do the show and then I'm, I'm, when I get home, and, and right now it is 7.40. When did I make that call? Yeah. Maybe 6.40. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know what time it was. But so, you know, I, I just want to bring that up because he's working on his own. Yeah. He's for his own business. If he was working for somebody else, he wouldn't be doing that. He'd have done clocked out and left it for the next yeah, guy. And he would, is, yep. Yeah, and he would just be, you know, regular guy. But no, he's working on it after this. Right. You know, not here. We're going to kick his ass out, and then he's going to go home and do it. Yeah. That is what but, happened. That yeah. is what happened with my previous work. Yeah. Um, I did not have access to my files and I couldn't work oh, after up. hours after yeah. hours. So if I had a client that needed to submit an offer on the weekends, I actually, I think it was 4th of July. I went into the office at seven or eight o'clock at night. Really? A little bit tipsy. 
Had um, a couple of uh, yeah. Fourth of July beverages. It's, yeah. it's the Fourth of July. No one's judging you. Say me here. tipsy. I say loosened up. Loosened up. That's Lubricated. Right. And I had to drive all <laughs> the way to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this sucks. I got to make a change. So yeah. There's a give and take, right? There's yeah. the risk with everything. And freedom. Right? Yeah. 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 I like what, it. Uh, I like it a lot. What was what did you find as one of the easier aspects of making that transition um, when you were when you were making the switch to kind of being more on the hybrid plan or more self-employed? Like what what struck you? What, what was easier that you did not expect? I guess is what I'm saying. Well, my background is in financial planning, so I was in it for about two and a half years. And so when I was already when I was financial planning, I was actively networking in the community. Right. So people know Jeremy Mercado, J Dog. Right. J-Dog. J-Dog. Yeah. He's going to get new business cards after this. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> it's going to have like chain on it and everything. Um, but that's the thing is people already knew me when I was in financial planning. I was doing, you know, life insurance sales, retirement planning with uh, my partner. And people already knew me, which made it easier to start going out there and get my name out again. Because in the last, you know, in the last year that I was with the previous company, I was not allowed to go out there and prospect myself. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Right. I was banned because you I would just disappear in the middle of the day. Like, yeah. You hey, couldn't be a hunter of work. Yeah. You just had to take whatever they gave you. Which is funny because I would totally be making my old boss so much money. Right. How do yeah. you let me just go out there? And it's, we, and we've talked about that in, in yeah. like five episodes about just, he wanted to be a leader at his company and his leadership. Yeah. That was a management driven company. Yeah, that they, was not a leadership driven yeah, company. Yeah. The management just wouldn't yeah. let him do it. And if they would have, he could have stayed there and and probably been making them jack, been making him jack. Yep. Oh yeah. Guess yep. what? They were micromanaging him so much. He was like, mm, "See ya." Yep. Yep. Adios. That's exactly you know, what happened. See ya. It's yet another example of a giant corporate company using policy to reduce the experience for both the employee and the customer. Yeah. Yep. So and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Um. Um. So. So now that you're into this. What are the biggest challenges that you have now that you didn't have before? I uh, have a question. Go ahead. Um, oh, oh, hold on. <laughs> we we got to introduce him here. What's uh, going on? We've we've got a surprise producer. Okay. My uh my ten year old son Grant. Oh shit. Has decided to finally get up the courage. And no pressure. Better be a good question. Peek up on the microphone. Here. How do I buy a house? <laughs> <laughs> How do um, I dump my parents and take their house? That's right. <laughs> what do you do if you make a huge mistake on something? Like, what do you do to fix it? Well, it depends. As a loan officer. That. Ooh, you own up it. You know, you own up to it. Yeah. Do you just have to call the customer and be like, "Hey." Oh yeah, for sure. This is look. I made a mistake. We've got to move on. What's the process there? You know, it's very scary, actually, if you make a mistake because you're really, like, you could potentially be fucking up somebody's life. Right. Yeah. There are people that are buying houses in between homes. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, they're like, hey, man, I'm going to sell my house and I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to be homeless right. for, like, the weekend and then we're supposed to be moving into the new house on Monday. Well, what happens if you fuck up on the loan? Right. Right. These people are homeless. Permanently, yeah. yeah. And hey, n- hey, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's no legit. Pressure. Yeah, yeah. And so everybody's gonna be mad because the, at the end of the day, you're mad too. You oh know, yeah, you're mad. Yeah. Too. And the thing is, the thing that's very scary with my job is guidelines change every day. So with your line of work, Mitch, I I mean, there are probably some code where you can't use certain pipes, right? Yeah, I mean, we've we've got code that we adhere to, but code changes real slow. Okay, in your industry? Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. If Mitch makes a mistake and floods someone's house, they're not, 
I mean, they may be homeless, but Mitch is paying for it. Right. Yeah. That's, like let's, my mistakes let's, are. Let's be honest. Yeah. You my know? mistakes are costly. Yours are life changing mistakes. It really is. And this yeah. is mine are costly in a dollars and cents way, right? Like change. if I make a mistake, I'm flooding somebody's house. If yeah. you make a mistake, they don't have a house to flood. That or like, let's say somebody does not have, um, they only have enough to buy the house. Meaning they only have a certain amount of down payment and closing costs. Yeah, let's say right. they have like 15 grand. Right. Well, when you're buying a house, you, you're a homeowner. You're a homeowner. Uh, when you bought the house, did you put down a deposit, like an earnest deposit? It's like a good faith, right? Yeah, right. Of course. Hey, I'm interested in buying your house. Of course. Don't sell it to anybody else. Yeah. yeah. And we're the same if you're building a new house. Hey, right. you've got it. We, the bank wants you to have interest in the loan. Yeah. Yep. Interest, not in the percentage. Right. Say, hey. Yeah, a vested we'll, interest. We'll do yep. it. Yep. Yep. We'll do it. But yeah, you've got to write us a check for seventy five k, dude. Or, especially, or especially when buying a brand new house, like yeah, a new build, yeah. Because the deposit on those is huge, yeah. yeah. And if something gets messed up, usually if there's a valid reason for you to back out of a contract, you can actually get that earnest deposit back, right? But right. If somebody screws up royally, the you client will do, the client would lose that money, right? And they can't. They have nothing to. They can't do anything about it. Yeah. Right. Right. But. Yikes. Um, so this is what makes a good loan officer from a bad loan officer. Right. So kind of answering your question about what happens when mistakes happen. Well, one, you really try to do your best to not screw up because you could lose your license, you know, with attention to detail, attention right. to detail. That's for sure. At this point, because um, the thing that's scary is we don't push things. You know, we don't paper push anymore. We do computer push. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's yeah. electronic. Yeah. You can sign your signature. Yeah, and then and then it's just a click and just click 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 done. Now, that's the danger. Now that is, is scary. That is scary. Well, First time is, I did it, I was like, "What the mm-hmm. fuck is this?" That is one of the benefits, though, of working for kind of under that semi quasi umbrella that you yeah. have. Is that's their role? Is to like they're going to build that process so and, you don't screw up, and and they're going to basically hand you the right paperwork. You just have to get it filled out correctly. Not to say mistakes can't I'm happen. I'm sure they still happen. Yeah, but uh, that's that's kind of their role is to help shepherd along that overriding process. So. so that's the other thing. So let me add to that. Yes, they provide the framework, but as a loan officer, you are in charge and responsible for knowing the guidelines. Right. Oh, because, it still falls on your shoulders. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, like there are some things where here's the framework on how to sell a basic mortgage, but not everybody's situation is the same. So if you screw yeah, up, and you don't not. study. Yeah, if you don't study, if you don't teach yourself guidelines, if you learn, yeah, I was gonna say if you don't stay up on the guidelines, exactly yeah. for sure, you could royally f up on some. So let stuff. me ask yeah. you a question. So do they? <clears throat> how do you stay up on those guidelines? Do they? I mean, do you get? Are you part of a group that gets emails when they're they are updated <laughs> from that company from a from the government? I mean, how does that work? Yeah. So typically, the government would release new guidelines to the out there right industry-wide so there's going to be some newsletters out there okay um but the situation is it depends on how good your um company is at staying with oh, that guideline. okay because if the guidelines change and it doesn't they don't they don't pass it on to the loan officers right uh, you're screwed yeah, yeah i was gonna say then you'd be in trouble right yeah. for example so my last company Uh-oh. there is a loan there is a loan program that that's changed where you can average out credit scores now before you take the lower of the two right applicants it's still to a certain extent when you, you say know. applicants do you mean the two people that are, that are applying yep so the average so there's three major 
credit yep. bureaus. So you got three mm-hmm. and three. You average those, and then those two people get them, and then you average that, or? So before, we would take the middle lower score of the two people. Okay. So one person could have everything above 700, and the second person could have a 500 credit score, and then a two 600 credit scores. We would use the 500. Right. Which yeah. sucks. So which, like, yeah, which, by the way, if, if you're watching the show and you don't know, check your credit score because if, if your lower one's 550, you got work to do. Yeah. That's right. You know? And like when we built this house, they took this was the a lowest. Lo- this was a long time ago. Uh, 10 or 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So this was after 2008. But yeah. if, like he said, they're changing them every six they're, months. They're changing yeah. them all the time. But like when we built this house, they had to take, uh, of mine and my wife's, they took our lowest credit score. Mm-hmm. But then they also approved us based off of one income, and it was whoever's income was the lowest. Yeah. And so uh, basically they were. it was a kind of a double measure of security. Like mm-hmm. if this loan goes belly up. Conservative. Yeah, we want to make sure that we're we're approving this off the lower of the two credit scores, and if they were to get split up, we want to make sure that the lower of the two can incomes afford can afford it. it. Mm-hmm. And I w- I thought it was really admirable. I thought, mm-hmm. man, that's if they would have done this before two thousand eight, they probably w- well, two thousand eight would have that. probably never happened. I'm sure that was changed after oh eight. Right. I'm sure they were like, oh, okay, shit, this is yeah. what yeah. happened. We've got to make a you know a change here. Yeah. It's changed now too from what you're just saying about the income part. So. How it works is the credit score would be, you know, it depends on the loan program, but you can average out the loans, uh, the credit scores. Yeah. Interesting. But on the income now, um, the co-signer, so let's say mommy and daddy and the kid, the kid's trying to buy a house, newly graduated from college, $30,000 a year. Yeah. First off, just let me say, I'm not loaning any of them money. Yeah. No, like, gosh, I don't. No. I don't give a shit. So if the parents, my mommy and daddy didn't help me with my if, house, I'm not helping not because my kids. With I don't theirs. mean because of that. Because I don't trust that kid that just graduated college. Right. If, if mom and dad want to sign on the number one line, okay. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, if they're signing number two, I don't. No. Right. That kid's not getting any money from me. No. Yeah. <laughs> just personally. But the mom and dad could very well just co-sign. Right. So let's say mom and daddy makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars for the household. Yeah. So. If Sally, the daughter, makes thirty grand a year, and she's got good credit score, mommy and daddy also have a good credit score, but her debt to income is pretty high. So then you could actually um, bring in somebody that brings in a lot of income, and then we can count that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's getting back to a little bit scarier with the mm-hmm. with the uh, back kind of towards the two thousand eight type of stuff. I hope not. A little. I bit. like my job. So. First off, yeah, 08 was a shit show. It, it was. And so in 08, I was doing new construction. Now, it's, it's so, going to be... So, I mean, 08 was, 08 was brutal. It, well, it's going to be a little cyclical, cyclical right? So, yep. Not that um, bad, though. There's no, been no cycle I mean, that hit 08. You, you wouldn't I think mean, so. I when, mean, when you go back and look from, from yep. 1965 to 08, that right. cyclical cycle, when it gets to 08, I mean, it's just... I mean, it was a new cycle. Yeah. So if it is, and there wasn't anything before, right? I mean, when it if it turns into a cycle, when is the next one? Yeah. It's not right now. No, 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 not. no, no. I hope not. Is that right? Is that one of your fears as 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 being new and off and into this and everything? Is 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 one of your fears having a housing market fluctuation like that? Well, that's where you kind of design your career, right? So we had a refi boom. You know, in the last two years. Yeah. Right. For Rates sure. are so low, everybody's making a killing. Right. But everybody was doing a lot of refinance because a refinance would pay the same as a purchase. 
Right. And those are a lot easier. You can get those done in like two weeks and get it, you know, get paid. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, that's funny with our industry is we actually uh, do really well in times of uncertainty. So right now with the yeah. with the war with the war that's going on, um, the rates are actually decreasing. They starting to go back down again. It's going down a little bit. Yeah, right. And I don't get that either. This is a complete off tangent. So when we built our house, you know, when we were getting ready to the construction loan was closing, and we were gonna, <clears throat> you know, get into our permanent loan, the lady was like, "Okay, these are your terms. This is that. Blah blah." It was four and a half percent. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what? This this was literally four years ago. I, I'm like, what? Janine and I are. I mean, our credit score, our credit scores were insane. Yeah. I, I would think mine was like 740, and Janine's was like 780. Okay. Look at you. We well, we've been married 22 uh, 22 years, 18 years this next year. So it's. I mean, it's always been her and I against everybody else. That's right? Awesome. right. So our credit scores were always great. Well, so and and I'm like, what do you mean four and a half? I see rates are at at three. Mm-hmm. What do you mean four and a half? She's like, well, you don't own a home. Yeah, I'm trying to. I know. I sold a home. I'm renting a space from myself to build this. What, what do you mean? No, you're at four and a half. And I mean, I was so mad, but there was nothing I could do about it. You know, so, you know, we went ahead and did the deal. And like you just said with the refinance, I waited six months. I think that was, I think it was six months we had yep. to wait. And the refinance, and, and they were like, oh no, we can get you for two, four. Yeah. Two, four. I was like, at the time, I was so mad at everyone like you. Oh, no, <laughs> nothing personal. Oh, I get it. But this, I mean, I was. Right. I mean, I w- but then you don't understand the ins and outs. You don't understand. You know, everyone has, and I understand everyone has to make money. Right. I mean, that's yep. the whole scheme of everything. If everyone's not making money, the machine's not turning. Yep. Well, and, okay. And the credit score thing can be kind of weird, too. Well, like, and that's. What helps you in some areas hurts you in another. Like, yep. you don't have enough debt. Yeah, so I was like, like, yeah, trade lines. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, what do you mean? I don't. That's basically what they were saying. It was like, no, you don't own a home. Yeah, or like a car payment. Yeah, you're yeah. like, I don't own a home. I don't have any car payments. I have this house. I can refi for two and a half, but you're gonna get me for four and a half. Yeah, and I mean, you just have to kind of swallow your pride and be like, okay, I'll just wait the six months. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that much money. You know, I mean, a couple yeah. thousand dollars. What you know, whatever. But it's just like, right at the time. But if you have a good uh, loan advisor, they J-Dog. can they, they can explain those things to mm-hmm. you like hey and and the the lady at the time I won't say who she was but you know I'm asking her all these questions I mean I'm just I'm not an idiot she's you know, so by the book she's not is, even helping yeah you. this oh, is God. my second home you yeah. know I know I'm not an idiot yeah you know so I'm just right hey, depends on the day you know true <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just you know rattling off all these questions and, and you know and to have a good um, loan advisor that's helping you right. You know, that was one of those lessons I had to learn because when we bought our first house, we didn't care. Right. You know, right. we were 22. Who cares? You, yeah. you know, you just get in the house. But then you learn that. But but now you know, hey, and that's part of this show, part mm-hmm. of, you know, starting a small business is you have to vet people. You have to know what they're giving you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Vet everyone. Have a good loan advisor. Right. Have a good plumber. You know, have, yeah. a, have a good... Because you'd be in deep shit if you don't. Whatever he is. <laughs> no Plumber. pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended. That's right. You know, it's just, I mean, you, you've you got to have people that know what they're doing helping you right. all the time. Right. So to add to that, though, like, you know, what makes a good loan officer, right? Communicate. You're not going to be annoyed, so you're going to have a really long patience because you're dealing with people. You're not just dealing with investors. 
you're dealing with first time home buyers that are freaking out. Yeah. They don't know what the hell's going on. Right. Second home second time yeah. home buyer it's still confusing. They don't know. They're like, What when she told me that, I was like, What? Yeah. I thought I knew I thought I was the shit. I knew everything. Nope. No. Didn't know. That's if, why you hire a real realtor. Maybe if I had known You get a good one. J Dog, then right. I would have known, you know. Oh, you guys right. are so nice. And then like dealing with um <laughs> you're dealing with um the mistakes. You own it. So yeah. when you're dealing with um, this goes for any business, if yeah. you royally screw up, own it. Yeah. Do not hide. Do not ignore your phone ringing. Yeah. Just swallow the frog. So you, you want to hear a crazy. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Swallow the frog. You want to hear a crazy story about owning a mistake. Let's do right? it. So I've been plumbing for 20 years. One of, the thing, one of the things. One of the things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Over, over the hill. Right. Yes. So one of the things that plumbers have to do is we install bathtubs. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was installing a customer-supplied bathtub. They you or one of your guys? I was. Okay. Me personally. Okay, so if you fucked um, it up, I'm, and, I'm, ready, to, I'm and, ready to get on you. Yeah, and this is in a finished <laughs> house. And so in a finished house, you can't use a full-size bathtub. You have to use a multi-piece. It's going to have like a base and then a back wall and two sidewalls, right? Yep. Yeah, probably so, above the floor rough. And, and they're fairly expensive. Yeah, they are. It's about 800 bucks for this yeah. set, right? So Fiberglass? customer, yep, yep. So customer provides it and I'm getting it all put in. First time in 20 years, Correct. I drilled the holes in the wrong spot for the <laughs> valve and the tub spout. <laughs> Just flat mismeasured. Dude. Mismet, misread my tape measure. I don't know what it was. I mean, they were perfectly in alignment, Bro. just not in the right spot. The beautiful thing about owning your own business is nobody's going to fire you, right? Right, the client right. Might the client can fire me. Right. The reason I that's laugh, more important than losing a job from my boss. The right? reason I laugh so much is because do you remember when we were kids? And I say kids when we were twenty, and you'd have to. So the module would come out to a new construction job site, and I mean they would be like, "Okay, this is what you got to do." Yeah, you'd and measure it twice and measure it three and you, times, and, yeah, and you would not measure, cut it. And, and if you effed it up, literally, when we, I mean, they would almost fire that was on your you. Ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If oh, you had no. had like one screw up before that. Yeah, you were gone. So I mean, they were. It was a mul- rotating door. Multi-piece That's why I kit. So hard. Right, multi-piece kit, and I just drilled a hole in one of the four pieces <laughs> wrong. So what'd you do? And was it the back piece or just like a? No, it's the it's the valve side. Oh right? man, so, brutal. Um, so the first, like, the moment I realized it was wrong, the first thing I do, customer's not on site. She's working. Where did she get it from? She bought it from a supplier. I don't, I don't know, like. Home Depot or Lowe's. So you sneak off to Lowe's. Like a general. So, no, yeah. no. I pulled out my phone. I took a picture of the mistake. And you can see, like, here's the drain holes. And then here's the valve hole. Like, oh, like, my off, God. Right? Like, it's bad. And and so I took a picture of it. <laughs> and I texted her. And I said, you're never going to believe this. 20 years in the industry. And I've never made this mistake. But I just royally screwed up and drilled this in the wrong spot. I said, I owe you a new tub wall kit. Where did you buy it? Because I have to go get you one right now. Sold out. And yeah, probably it, right they, now, right? They, no, yeah. With the pandemic, they're very hard to find. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I'm all, all this is going through my head, right? Like yeah, you're like, I'm going to have to drive to KCK Lowe's. I'm going to have to drive to Wyandotte County Lowe's. I'm going to yeah. have to drive to, who knows? We're like, talking an hour away. Yeah. Believe it or not, the cost wasn't running through my head as much as like the hassle the, to get To get these. it. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. To get it. So I text her. I'm sure a three piece upper is probably not too bad. She but. replies right away and she says, 
I have a spare set of pan- wall panels downstairs. They ship the wow. The first ones that showed up, there was a crack in one of the panels. So as long as the panel you need isn't the cracked one, then we're good. How you gotta lucky. be the luckiest son of a bitch. I've I go ever down. Met. Yeah, right? I go downstairs. Wow. Right. Sure. I go downstairs and sure Marcus enough, in the back right now is like this motherfucker. <laughs> God, son of a. Lucky me. I, I go downstairs, <laughs> and sure enough, the panel that I need is not cracked. It's the other side that's cracked. And so I drill it in the right spot this time, put it all on, and everything's good. They gave her the other wall set for free because the one wall did set you was give, cracked. Did you give her a little kickback for having it? No. She, she didn't oh, need, like, I dick. Didn't, I mean, I didn't have to. <laughs> she didn't ask. She was just like, hey, this is karma working out. You were honest. You came clean. I had the spare set. Like, this is just easy. This is just the way that karma works, right? Wow. So Dude, that is one thing about that is never assume how the conversation is going to be. Right. Yeah. Make those tough calls. And I don't know if this is going to lead us to the next section. It's okay. No, Maybe. just keep going. Maybe, yeah. Just go, but, with what you, go with your gut. But you know what? When you are, never assume what, how the conversation is going to go, so just do it. Right. And what is going to take your business to the next level right. is one step progress, even if it's one little step every single day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this is one of them is if you have to make that phone call and you don't want to call that client, do it because you don't know what's going to happen. They might be completely understanding. Yeah. You know, I've had those where this is not really a screw up, but there are those, you know, in this environment with interest rates and whatnot, rates go up like out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they're out of your control. It is out of my control. but. Yeah. You're according, the messenger. According, yeah, <laughs> and you get shot a lot. Yeah, according to the client, you control everything. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> Which shooting the messenger. Yeah, I didn't want to laugh, but it, oh, it's, for it's sure, funny, dude. man. It's you get shot funny. a lot, man. And that's the thing, is you're gonna talk to a, a client. Hey, you're looking to refinance, two point four percent interest rate, and what happens if the rate goes up? Next yeah. week, two point nine. By the time you close, yeah. oh, even worse. It yeah. could be from two and a half, especially in a new construction. It could go from two and a half, yeah, to four percent. Yeah, those dudes right? they they rotate that so much. I mean, I know when you do a refi, um, sometimes you know they'll lock you in, and say, hey, but a refi is different. You know, you know what's going on. This Purchase is the money. Yeah. This is you know, but yeah, make sure a, you lock a, it in in a new. Oh. Make sure Brutal. You lock it in. Well, and I'm trying to think when we built, and, and again, 10, 11 years ago, lots of change. It was probably locked in. We had like a 60 day window, if I remember right. Yep. They, they kind of said, okay, we're, your window starts now. You can lock in anytime in the next 60 days. And so we were we were able to like call or check online what the rate was. And then we were taking a gamble, like, okay, if we lock in now, it might go lower later. And yep. then we, eh, we kind of lost out. Or. If we lock in now and it goes up, well, we we played a good safety. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but at the time we were building, um, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't moving, but maybe a tenth of a point day to day to day. So mm-hmm. if if there was like three tenths of a point swing over that entire sixty, like it kind of yeah. it kind of didn't really matter for us. Yeah. But and it was today. Diff- it's a little bit more volatile. Yeah. It was different back then. Yeah. Here's the, now. Now it's crazy. Is it's just literally insane. Oh, here's yeah. the danger too. What if you lock too early and the lock expires? So the lock expires. Oh yeah, your builder runs into lumber shortages or something, and yeah. now he can't get in. Either yeah. that or so so are you calling them like, hey, sorry, and that comes out of the or do they call pocket. or do they yeah. call you and they're like, hey, this is going later, and you're like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, dude. If well, I mean, what's the what's the circumstance? So if you're a good loan officer, you're going to be on top of that. So you're going to be doing a review of your pipeline, and you're going to look at okay, this lady's lock is going to expire in seven days. 
So what can cause the lock to expire is, if let's say, appraisals. Appraisals oh. take three weeks, four weeks. What if you only lock it for 30 days? Yeah. And the average appraiser, I mean, there's really, there's a shortage of appraiser. Yeah. So, and they're all getting old. Yeah. So if you need job security, become an appraiser. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Become no self-employed. Yeah. Become appraiser. an appraiser. And you can yeah. make bank. Yeah. Right. But let's say the turn time is longer than 30 days. Right. Because they're so busy. Everybody's trying to buy a house. And your lock is only for 30 days. So I don't want to get in too much into the weeds, but those okay. daily interest, yeah. the daily interest beyond, you're going to get charged, right? So let's say you're 30 days locked, that expires, and you're 10 days after your lock. Right. Well, you're getting charged interest based on the total loan amount. So if your loan amount is a million dollars, you know, it's a bigger gamble. Times that by 10. Ouch. Yeah. And you, if you're not closing it within a certain time period, if you're... If it takes you 60 days, that's 30 days worth of interest. Yeah. Right. I hope Marcus is paying attention to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Marcus is thinking about getting him a new house. Yeah. I'm sure. Let's go. We've talked about call it. Call J-Dog. I mean, He's, we're... He, he knows I mean, who to call. I mean, we're... I mean, he better be... After this is all done and he's edited, he better watch it a couple times. A t- right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Dude, I might have scared the shit out of him to buy a house. He's like, oh my God, there's so many different things. Yeah. Well, you're saying the worst... Take you know what though? He, he, you are scaring him. But if you have a good loan officer, they're going to tell you all that up front. Like, hey, look, yeah. this is what's going to happen. You can't change reality. All you can do is inform yourself. That's right. Better you can prepare. It, right? You can prepare for reality yeah. and communication, yeah. man. Yeah. Own your mistakes and communicate. Yep. In the worst times. And this yeah. has kind of gone from a little bit of a, uh, a rabbit hole business owner to. To more financial advice, and that's great. Yeah, but that's still I love finance. It's still oh, great yeah. productive yeah. stuff, dude, right? It yeah. eats me up. I, I Dave's, love it. Dave's yeah. a finance geek. I love it, man. No, All yeah. I do is read finance, yeah. study. I I love it. It. We'll it, have to talk about like crypto and investments too. You do all uh, that. I've like, got some all crypto. Yes, you I understand got. that crypto stuff. Oh hell yeah! Look, look at them. There are actually some yeah. mortgage companies it's just now that are taking. It's just money off of crypto. Yeah. The only thing I hate about crypto is is how volatile it is. I mean, I bought right. some, just, just as, as an example, I bought some Ethereum Classic. Um, I I think it was $64 oh, when I bought money, it. Boys. He's got money, boys. He's got money. It was like $65 <laughs> when I bought it. It Right now, it's been, and for the last four months, three months, it's been trading at like 30. Right. So it's like I lost, you know, lost, I, I didn't lose money because I didn't sell it. I just, I'm hanging on to it. Yeah. Because yep. I think it's, you know, obviously right going to go the best to the time to moon. double down. For, yeah, first it, off, if if you're gonna get into some classic or some smaller stuff like that, I I don't want to give financial advice, but now might be the time to do oh, yeah. it. You know, so yeah, there's a I mean for entertainment purposes only. Entertainment <laughs> purposes only. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do it because I just I kind of like to do it. You know, I mean, I'm not. See, you could be a moron like me. I bought AMC at its peak, <laughs> thinking it's gonna peak <laughs> even higher. <laughs> And that's a great way to cut your investments by 50%. Oh, my God. Let me yeah. I have a story for this. Dude, it happens. It happens to Dude, everybody. So there's people. So there's this guy. There's a guy in a different state because I used to be licensed in all 50 states. Right. So I'm doing business all around the country. So there's this guy. He's like, hey, J-Dog. I didn't really say that. Hey, J-Dog. What's up? Cool, yeah, though. what's up, dog? Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm thinking about refinancing. I said, fantastic. Are we doing just to lower your interest rate or are we doing some cash out, tap into the equity of your home? I am tapping into the equity. He's like, I'm mortgaging this bitch to the hilt. 
That what is exactly. Oh my god! Don't tell me he mortgaged his house to buy. First don't off, don't tell oh, me that. I was I, thinking the same thing. So I know guys oh. that mortgage to the hilt. That's their their philosophy oh. to make money. That's another conversation for another day. Well, yeah. we can talk about you know uh, wealth building strategy. If you're borrowing your money at two percent, two and a half percent, yeah, and to you're invest at six. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. that's different. Great. We're not getting into that. Today. So this guy. <laughs> And that's yeah, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. You know what? I will say this: what we talked do? about. We I don't want to interrupt Jeremy. Yeah, go I'm going to let him go right after this. Yeah. Yeah. But we talk about having the guests on again in like six months to see how they're doing. Yeah. You know, maybe we have him on in three months to talk about just investment strategy. That's and maybe and, I like that. And then later, you I like know? that sidebar like so show. Oh, go ahead, yes. go ahead, Jeremy. I'm I'd sorry. I'd love to. I'd be honored. Um, he bought some AMC. <laughs> All of those things and read it. Mitch what, Jr. What dollar amount did he buy <laughs> it? It was at? probably Mitch. He yoloed it. I don't remember. But he yoloed it. <laughs> oh my god. That means it, you, you only, only live, live once, once baby. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. means you only loan once because you're never oh gonna get loaned god. again. You know what? When you're playing craps too, there's a yellow. Oh. It's the Dude, same thing. This is one hell of a story though because <laughs> it we got, worked. We got time. Go it after worked. it. Worked. Get after it. It worked out in his favor. Did it? So what did he buy? Thirty bucks or something? Oh, dude. So. I don't know how I can, how specific I can get. I guess I'm not with that company anymore, so I don't care. Well, and you haven't said the guy's name. Don't either. say as long as you don't say any names and give approximate numbers. It doesn't matter. It is upper five figures that he cashed out. Okay. Okay. At a good interest rate. Yeah. And this guy bought some of those Reddit stocks. Right. And also some crypto. Like GameStop. Yeah. Like Shiba or whoever. Shiba. Yeah. <laughs> Shiba he, and he Doge. bought Shiba. Oh yeah. Before, he bought Doge before the spike too. Before it exploded, Got bigger yeah. balls than I did. Yeah, I didn't have the stones to do it. I was and like, it's no. funny because he's actually into trade. His his he owns a business. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he is a blue collar. I love it. Yeah. Owns yeah, yeah. owns the company. Yeah. And uh, shit, he bought a made better decisions than you made. He bought a really <laughs> he bought a really nice boat. Right. Nice. Well, that's good. <laughs> good for him. I mean, it it, it the yeah. stuff works out for him. So. Full yeah. disclosure, whenever I invested in crypto, it was only a thousand bucks, right? And Do opposite of what Mitch does. Right. So <laughs> so I put I put a thousand in. A week in, I'm up three hundred bucks. And I'm like, hell yeah, up thirty percent a week. This is great. Yeah, except we're paying down taxes. 70. Except for you're paying thirty five percent taxes on Now that. I'm down. Dude, yeah. it's so stupid so. to taxes. It's brutal. Yep. Man. You have to keep your tax strategy in, involved when you make small investments like that yeah i'm intrigued with crypto but i'm not i don't i'm not savvy enough to really even make you good gotta, conscious decisions so, so going back to you gotta have some money there's guys that'll waste a thousand dollars on a lot more stupid stuff than that you gotta have so. capital yeah if you want to if you want to yeah. make room okay. you do you do so. but this is for the audience the best bet you can make is on yourself Absolutely. So kind of going back well, to on yourself you know, in your own home. We right? were just oh, talking yeah. about that, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, is, Marcus and I were just having a conversation about that on Friday. Yeah. The what? Uh, where to invest your money? Like, so we were well. What we were doing, we were running a hypothetical, uh, like a hypothetical scenario. Let's say a person has ten thousand dollars to invest yep. somewhere, right? Um, at a, a working class person mutual with ten thousand dollars to invest, yep. you could plug that into a mutual fund, or you could plug that into some kind of investment 30%. and get maybe eight to eleven percent on your money. So that's only going to turn into eleven grand, yeah. right? At 10%. So, so at ten percent, yeah, you're going to put it in for a year, and at the end of the year, you turn ten grand into eleven grand. 
big freaking whoop. You yeah. made a thousand bucks, right? First off, that's not how you look at it. The look you look at it as I understand. In, compounding. Hey, in five years, I understand. In I, five years, that ten grand is going to be sixteen or seventeen, and right. now and now I've done something. And it really only works if you're going to take that money and then do something else with it later. Right. We were saying like working it. Go ahead. So what what we were coming to, though, was like if you're looking for faster returns on your money, if you invest that into yourself, if you start a small business or you invest in a small business in some way, you can literally turn that 10 grand into 20 or 30 grand with your Sweat this is your sweat, sweat equity. Yeah. This is true, like sweat Hard equity. Yep. So, so you can work that money and turn it into significantly more than you would if you just threw it into a fund. So, you, you can. And my rebuttal to that would be: so earlier before the show started, you know, we were talking about Marcus doing side work. Yeah, and you're like, hey, Marcus. Oh, yeah. Don't do side work. No, I do do, do side work for my my wife though. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. You yeah. know what I mean, but. It, it, realistically in a year can he take that 10 grand in side work and make 11 right maybe you know maybe wouldn't be worth it if you were maybe. making a grand usually that's fine. so the articles i read that are are usually like hey invest in yourself they're usually talking about you have a steady job and then you take that 5 grand and then do a side hustle with yeah. it yeah yep. to to try to make it more usually that's what they're talking about yeah. the easy way and this is more of an upper middle class thing, I would think. If you're going to take that money and turn it into something, then you invest in mutual funds and right. stuff like that. Now, if mm. you, and and I don't want to, I don't want to demean anyone, but the poorer you are, the easier it is to take that money and make something with it because you're probably not making a ton of money at your job. Right. Yep. You know what I mean. So right. the percentage is higher because you're you're not making as much to begin with. Right. And, and and that's just, uh, that's not set in stone. That's just another way to think about it. Yeah. So yeah. this is something that you need to consider when you are <clears throat> starting your own business. When you're starting your own business, you have no support whatsoever. Right? And so you don't have any benefits. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of have to come up with this. So there is always ways, different ways to mitigate risk. So what you're talking about is like the passive approach, right? So mm-hmm. invest it. Yep. Well, that's not bad either because what if your idea completely flops and you, let's say you're like in your 40s and you don't have, uh, you don't have that runway for compounding to work. Yeah. Right. So you don't that, have that launch pad. Yeah, exactly. So what I would recommend is like, not financial advice for entertainment purposes. Only. No. And, and that's what we talk about all the time on the show. These are, these are not set in stone ways. These, this is, we have gathered all this information. Jeremy has gathered yeah. it. I've gathered it. Mitch has gathered it. We're giving you all of this information that you are responsible for the decisions that you make. Yeah. And so what you want to do is you want to do one passive and one active. So let's say you have 10 grand, just like for your example, out of that, out of that 10 grand, I would split it up $5,000, put it into the market and that's it. Just let it ride because 5,000 invested in 20, 30 years compounded, it's going to be a significant amount of money. Now take that $5,000 and invest it in training. Right. The other five. Yeah. Yeah. Like you say like training like courses. Oh, courses, um, equipment. Okay. Right. Maybe teaching online classes and videography. Right. Right. Because the thing is, the thing about it is if you invest in equipment or invest in training, the training one is really good ROI if you're in sales. Yeah. So I always tell people you're always in sales and two, 
the number one highest paying uh, profession is sales. Sales. I don't care if you're a dentist, you're a surgeon, you are... You're a salesman. Whatever. You're a salesman. If you're in service, you're a salesman. You sold yourself to your significant other. Yeah, that's a fact. You're in sales anything in life. That's exactly right. I did it without knowing it. I sold myself for me to be on this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) I I oversold myself to Mitch. I was like, hey, dude, I am a badass loan officer. Let me go ahead and be on your podcast. (laughs) Then he shows up and we've been working with him for an hour and a half just to get him prepped to be on the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. He needs a permanent spot. That's what he needs. Oh, dude. Maybe. We need a Is he working for my spot? We no, no, oh, no, no, no. If he yeah, takes you're, my you're, spot, you're I'm taking your spot. <laughs> It'll just be an awesome, awesome like podcast with like everybody. Dude, three people, like three guests, like that um, Logan Paul, that podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's just a bunch of people in yeah. that podcast. People love it. What a shit show. People love it too. Oh, I don't awesome. understand it. <laughs> I don't know, like, I mean, I taking d- half I of do 10 understand grand, it. I don't know if that is going to get you far as doing the whole 10 grand well he's when jeremy talks about that he's talking about long-term investment okay right when you guys were talking about it the other day because i know we have talked about this but you're thinking five years Mm -hmm. you're thinking five years which would be for me would be stock index fund would be index funds that's just that's just what i would do because i feel safe doing it oh yeah. yeah and listen if you don't feel safe doing it and you've done it before Yes, but but if you don't feel safe doing it and you're going to be people don't talk about this. If if you're investing money and every night you're sick to your stomach and you can't sleep, you don't have the stomach to do that. Okay? Right. If you can't sleep for a week, don't do it whether it's making you money or not. You have to do something that you feel comfortable with so that you can live your life in addition to right. making those exactly investments. Right. Right. Because if you're just, I mean, if you're sick and have diarrhea and you're throwing up and yeah. you're just like, oh, I can't stand that my $20,000 is invested. Oh my God, it's not for you. Okay, because it, it, you may be making money, it's making your life worse. Okay? Yep. That was more problems, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and there are, that's what makes America great, I feel like, is there are opportunities for everyone Despite their situation, dude, I love yeah. America. You know what I mean? You could take that, you could take that ten grand and buy your wife a salon, or rent her a salon, and she could be making you money off of that money. Okay, there right. are a hundred different ways. There's a hundred to different. take that and money. You can do that with and moving, and and she could be renting booth space. Yeah, you know what I mean? There are there are literally but fifteen me, different ways you could. Invest that money. Let me yeah. let me bring not this to home. be getting off on that. I mean, are we running no, no, on a tangent? No, no, no. We all we're like, good. We're good. Are let we me, on three hours of time right oh, now? Oh, no, it's l- fine. Let me let me <laughs> let me bring this home and make it real for every single person out there, real quick. Jeremy, First off, that what doesn't it, work. That doesn't work. What is a what is a a conservatively accurate rate of return on a investment right now? Eight to ten percent. Eight to ten. So we're gonna Stock go with market. Stock we're gonna go eight. Yeah. Okay. That's low. I'm I'm gonna give a rebuttal. If if you're talking um, whole life, five years, whole life life insurance policies are four and a half, and that is like the lowest. That's the lowest you can of go. the average. Right. Okay. So, on average, eight to ten. I, yeah, we're I would. Gonna, we're just gonna the use stock eight. market. Yeah. Okay. Would, yeah. Stock market. yeah. Stock markets. Stock markets. In the last hundred years. I just man, ran. I just yeah. ran some very seven real numbers. Mutual funds. Mutual funds average over seven years. They say eight percent. Right. Yeah. So, so here's some real numbers for you. Mutual or four hundred one k's double every seven years. That's based on eight percent. Right. I mean, we if, have just totally gone from small business well, to, to, to investing. But 
But we could be talking. I might have met my best new friend right here. Let's we, do it. We could have been talking over people's heads as they're thinking, "Well, I don't have investments, and I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to have investments, or they're never going to amount and to that, nothing." So that's okay. Let me give you a real life example of the differences here. If you go buy a car for twenty five thousand dollars and you sign up for a sixty month note on that car at four percent interest, okay, that's pretty good interest. Your payments are going to be four hundred and sixty dollars a month. And at the end of the 60 years, it's worth you're, $5. You're going to have an, <laughs> it's, it's worth less, but you're going to have invested 27, 625. Okay. I'm with, so I'm with you. Just this guy get he's got my funny bone. Well, I don't know what's hang, hang with me for a minute. I'm so, with you. 60 months, you've committed to a $460 a month investment. Let's go. And in the end of it, you've invested $27,625. Yep. And you have a car that when you bought it was worth 25, we don't know what it's going to be worth at 60 months later. In this market, might be up a little bit, might be neutral. Yeah, probably up right, up right now. Probably going to be a little down later but on. on. The, right. on the average is down. Down, a little bit, right? So take that same 460 a month and you invest it at an 8% return and you just take 460 Over a month. five years? And you just start plugging it into an investment yeah, for, how five long? for five years. For five years? Five years. What's the number? $34,175. I like it. Okay. Now over I mean, twenty years? That well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that route with it. You're not but, gonna, you're not gonna turn me down on long term investments. No, I I'm not I turning love me I'm some long term investments. Compound good. interest is if you're so, freaking twenty years old, compound interest is your best well, friend. That's I guess right. what I'm saying right? is under the loan status, you've invested This is coming back on Mitch here in about two minutes if he doesn't understand. Under the loan status, you've invested $27,600 and you're left with an asset that probably isn't worth $27,600. Under the investment status, you've invested the same $27,600, only now you're left with an asset that's worth $34. That's the Mm. business we need to start. We need to start a credit card company. Right. Mm. I got, I, got, I got a buddy of mine that'll probably be on the, a guest on the podcast that was a VP of a credit card processing oh, company. First it. off, we ain't that's got, the guy you've been telling me. We about. ain't yeah. got the cash. So, I mean, I I love the idea, but none of us got the for, cash. Right? For a lot of our listeners who might be thinking that oh, investing man. is a little over their You're, head, they there wouldn't is, even. Th- there is a very realistic example. You want to go buy the the five year old Dodge Challenger that you see on the used car lot on the corner that you think your wife's going to really dig. Well, what would she dig more? an asset that's undervalued in five years or being over, you know, $10,000 up on your investments in five years. Yeah. So that's the big difference that, that can make a, a royal difference in, in, in the long term scheme. It depends on so. the woman. <laughs> right. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. If, if you don't got a rock solid woman by your side, it's like, going to be really difficult baby, to be successful go. doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. Yeah. First off, I just want to say I love the conversation. Yeah. I love where it's gone. Yeah. I love that basically this is gone. If you start your business and you have money, this, this is taking you to the next level. Yeah. And we talk about this. We haven't talked about it a lot on the show, but we've, we talk about it a lot off air about, Hey, look, if you're a young man, young woman, whatever. And listen, I don't want to say young. If you're 40 and you haven't been investing, this is not on small business. You need to get into investing. Today's yeah. whether, the time. Whether if you don't own a home, the the most safe investment you can make is owning a home. Okay? 
if you're going to be there for more than seven years, <laughs> six years. Well, I don't know. I mean, you're going to get your you're money gonna back. To, you're going to have to be in there for a while. You're going to get your money back no matter what. Right. So we, I and, can't remember what great um, investor said. The return of my money is more important than the return on my money. Mm-hmm. I think that was, it wasn't, it might have been Buffett. I can't remember. But the number one safe investment is your home. Yeah. After that, you know, long-term investments yeah. like, you know, 401k and Mitch, how many times have we talked about it? If your guys don't have freaking 401k, by, they will I, I'm have giving it by you, their one year. I'm Give them a time. You, you can't even enroll in a 401k before one year. I'm giving <laughs> you three months. If they don't have it in three months... I'm going to destroy you on this show. They they will have it by their, by their one year of employment. Okay. I can guarantee Hold on. That. So okay. there's like two sides to it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to add to that. Don't defend Mitch. I'm trying to get his guy's retirement. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. I've got a guy that could set up your guys in a 401k. I, I got a guy. He's it's got just... three guys. I've been giving him phone numbers for Perfect. a month and a half. Okay, guys. Lay off of Mitch. Mitch, so, I got you back, man. Yeah, uh, it's because he wants retirement. That's what... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's not stupid. Dude, I've, I've taught him a little, a little bit, you know. There we go. I mean, the house in our industry, I mean, is considered forced savings. So in yeah. America, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of people that 80%, I believe, I don't know, I haven't checked in a minute, but 80% of Americans don't have $1,000 right. to their name. Which is insanity to me. That is insane. But it's very real. He said 80%? 80, oh, yeah. Insanity. I don't yeah. want to stereotype. When you think that you don't have money... Look at one of your friends, like it, four it, of your if friends. You, if you just Google, hey, who has what? What are the average savings in a 401k? What are the average savings of retirement? What are the average savings in a checking account? Okay. Then then you're having, you're, I mean, right. the realism sets in. Well, and yeah, you, you can walk shit. around anywhere in, in some legit, man. quasi-public place and you can start to identify, again, without making judgments on people, you can start to identify that that you're probably better off than most of Americans, no matter where you're at. Yes. So I don't know if I say that. Okay, so when I go out, okay, I drive a 2012 red truck. Yeah. Okay, yeah. when I get out, I'm wearing usually ratty jeans Yeah. and a Carhartt shirt. But he's loaded. And... Yeah, but you can tell by a person. Janine and I got we have we have done great. That's what, okay. that's what I'm saying. It's not about judging people. It's about their actions and how they carry no, themselves and everything no, else. No, let, let me finish. So... <clears throat> You know, and then I look around and I see someone that acts like they have money. And that's the real problem with America is those people that are acting like they have money and they have the, they don't they have live next freaking, to the Joneses, man. Yeah, they don't have yeah. five cents to their name. And it's about personal responsibility yeah. Yeah. and saying, hey, where am I? Just like Jeremy was saying, those people don't have $1,000. You know what's right. funny? You know what? Instead crazy. of trying to pretend like you have money, and I don't want to turn this into a financial show, even though I've tried 50 times with Mitch <laughs> off air about making it about finance. Personal responsibility is another aspect of having your own company. Yeah. If you can't, if you don't have personal responsibility, you can't run your own company. Right. It's step okay? one. You can't be successful. Step one. Exactly. exactly. Step one. You can't be successful. <laughs> and then if you want to, and then you can't hire employees. Yeah. And you can't make it through the steps and you cannot grow to be something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Okay. So if you're seriously thinking about being successful, having employees, doing all those things, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, just like Mitch said, the personal finance prep yeah. episode one, if if you can't do those things, I shouldn't say if you can't do those things. I, I want to say you have to do those things 
in order to be uh, successful. Yeah. Dude, here's a, can I add to that? Oh, of course you can, Jeremy. Get so, after it, man. No, I got you, man. J-Dog. J-Dog. Um, I don't have my nickname yet. No one's come up with it. You know what? I shouldn't have said that because now I feel like we're going to have a really shitty nickname. Target. <laughs> I got a target on your back for that. Anyway, go ahead, Jeremy. No, man. Like, it's very real. If you cannot manage $100 or $10,000, let's say, mm-hmm. you can't manage a million dollars. Exactly. And I like to refer to this, but Jay-Z, there's a line that says, I'm not a businessman. I am a business man. man. Right? Yeah. He I is a business guy. Yeah. No. So Give here's the thing. A couple bars of hay. <laughs> yeah, bro. So like, think of it this way. Um, this is what I recommend a lot of my friends who are either self-employed or uh, business owners. Mm-hmm. I do this myself. Every morning, I open a s- before I open Facebook, before I open whatever, I open my banking app because you cannot operate on a negative cash flow. Right. I mean, I guess you can leverage, right? It's technically negative. But if you check your bank account and it's not where you want it to be, you need to be pissed off and you need to work your ass off that Disgusted. day. You need to be disgusted. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? I've yeah. been hustling all this time and I have $5. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, what you need to do if you are in that place, it's not hopeless, right? So what you want to do is you want to say, I am J-Dog LLC. I am Mitch LLC, right? Yeah. And you need to run your own like if 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 you hire someone like yourself as if you are the one managing your money, would you fire them or would you keep them? Right. Mm. Right? Right? If you are thinking like, wow, the person managing my money fucking sucks, fire them. You need to look in the mirror and say, shit, I need yeah. to change. I you're should fired. Probably, yeah, you're fired. Right. But you ever you ever hear a crackhead say, well, I need crack but i don't have the money don't so i guess i'm just not gonna have crack you. this day no they're gonna go out like a crackhead will out <laughs> yeah, hustle man. you any day of the week yeah man. yeah finish that so, thought Jimmy. by any means that's necessary a, that's yeah. a great thought dude that is a really good dude, so that's what you want to do is like we're kind gonna of end tie- the show on that that yeah, is man. i mean that is great yeah. tying it back to like self-employment like one of the most difficult things i think is like one of the largest struggle besides yeah. the paperwork i mean i kind of dodge that because i am with an employer is your money like creating it's not even just building up the savings it's the mindset because if you don't have the mindset and you worked your ass off to save ten thousand dollars or let's say five thousand dollars and you get to live off of the five thousand dollars because you've minimized your expenses and i can say oh i can live on five grand for two months because i've minimized everything dude if you don't have the mindset of managing your money properly that yeah. five grand will you'll blow through it in like two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, it's I can blow so that in an hour. I couldn't have. I mean, you can't say it any better than that. Right. It, That's the millionaire mindset that we talk about all the time. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You and have it, to be saving that money. You have to be moving forward. You have to make that sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Just like he said, you. It's just you like have we talked to about. Have that goal. Just yeah. like we talked about in episode seven with the community involvement work. If the habit's to be there when you're big, the habit has to be there when you're small. It's the same with managing your money. If you can't manage a hundred dollars, you're not going to be able to right. manage a thousand, ten thousand, or a million. Yep. Yeah. Money. So. And this isn't this isn't a money management show. It's a no. is a business management. No, show. No, it's getting your mindset in the right yeah. position. But so. Jeremy has said it a hundred percent correctly. If you can't manage that, and like we talked about in the preparation yeah. step number one. I mean, if you can't manage it, 
You're, and, it's and not to, gonna work. So, so the, in the, you have to take that first step, literally, the, and learn to manage your money. Yeah. If this is really something you want to do, correct. Yeah. One of the biggest problems that people have when they start when they start thinking conceptually about Damn, managing larger Get amounts of here. money. People forget that there's this big gap, right? People think, oh, million or even million is almost like on social media, especially if a guy has a million dollars, he's still not all that cool, right? Like they're wanting tens of millions or, or even more, right? Gary Vaynerchuk, I, I just saw a, a real Facebook reel or a TikTok 400, or something. 400,000. Yeah. The, the top 1% of earners in the United States make $450,000 a year. Yep. Yeah. And we lo- we don't even notice them like we don't yep. even recognize them as being you fucking suck. And you know what yeah. those people are doing? They're taking their yacht to fucking Italy, right? And they're fucking cru- you know so, what I mean? But they're cruising. But they're, what I'm they're get- living the high life. What I'm getting at with that is is for all of our listeners out there, they keep thinking, well, if I had a million, I'd be more responsible with it. Well, the top one percent in America are earning four fifty and up. Yeah, it's it, not a million dollar topic yeah. that you need to not worry about until it, you're a millionaire. If you and your wife it's are a thousand dollar topic. If you if you and your wife are making two hundred, you're doing pretty good. Pat yourself on the back. Take your fucking wife out and say thank you. Yeah, and okay, keep being smart with your money. And, and don't and, don't be making two hundred yeah. acting like you're making five. Yeah, if you do it for one year, don't celebrate. Keep after it. You right, you know what I mean. Look to the future, like the yeah. millionaire mindset. Yeah, he just explained it. Yeah. I mean, better than probably we freaking have explained it. Right. I mean, just keep after it, and if and he's never and, even heard of the term millionaire think, mindset yet. So. Yeah. And, and, and and if you and your wife listen, it, and I don't want to say wife, I want to say partner. I mean, Whatever. I want to be PC. It's twenty twenty two. You know, it's twenty twenty two. If you guys are making one hundred and fifty k a year, and you're doing that for three years, four years, five years, don't go on stupid freaking. TikTok or Facebook and say, "Oh, we're not making eight hundred. We're not making seven fifty. Right? Those are unrealistic numbers. Can I say no. something? Be about that? proud yeah. of yourself. In two seconds, you can. I got you. Be got proud you. of yourself and say, "Hey, we're moving forward. We are together. We are doing this. Right. Okay. We are. If you're making one fifty and there's two of you together, you are successful. Yeah. Okay." That's step, it. Step nine: evaluate performance, make adjustments, and improve. Not that's not evaluate performance, make adjustments, and double. Yeah, improve. No. Steps in the right direction. Yep. It does, yes. you don't have to. Yeah, if you're making one fifty, and then the two of you get together, and and the next year you make one fifty and twenty five dollars, you've moved up. Right. Not only have you moved up, if you've got employees, you've paid for them to move up. Right. Okay. Right. All right. I mean, you, you were gonna. You I'm were sorry, Jeremy. Go ahead. Oh, there's two sides to it. So the four hundred fifty thousand makes you like one percent. Right. The average household income in America is like fifty two. Yeah. Fifty two k. Yeah. The household. Su- yeah, it's super low. Household. Okay? Right. Household. Yeah. That could be like two people. I mean, you know, Marcus like, makes that when he goes to the bathroom. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, he's like he is pimping right now. Videography extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I appreciate I appreciate you telling me my my work's nice, man. Yeah, bro, that's <laughs> cool. I saw that ad. It's side, sick. Side work. Yeah. Um. And so you've got these kids that are graduating college or let's say, let's just say not even that entering the trade, right? Kind of going back to all that. What is like a apprentice? What is a electrical? I, I don't know. I, I will make? give, I will give a great example. Um, Jenny and I have been, we're 40. We've been, we got married when we were 22. Neither one of us went to college. Yep. 
neither one of us went to college and we make a I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say we. Bang. You do very well for forty year olds. We do very, very well for forty year olds, and neither one of us went to college. Don't right. think you have to go to college. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. If you, I'm gonna use Marcus as an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marcus makes good money. Okay. Did you go to college? I didn't. No, he didn't. You know why? Because he works hard. Right. Okay, Mitch, you go to college? I did two semesters at college. Yeah. So he did nothing at college. He got freaking drunk. <laughs> and hit on chicks. That's, that's what Mitch right. did at Kansas really State. Well. That's what you do in college. Okay, though. that's what that's what Mitch did. He didn't. It's K State. What else is there to do at K State? Oh, besides get fucked up. Nothing. Get that's drunk the, and hit on nothing. chicks. That's and, the only memory I have of Manhattan. Yeah, and that's the what, only time I went to K State as well. No, it was one time I visited. I think a lot of people have been to Aggieville. Yeah, a lot of people go. I've been twice, and I got drunk, and lowered. I woke up on Mitch's floor with a Cheeto stuck to my face, and we had to go back for a at like four a.m. And then we had to go back for it. But my my point is just like Jeremy was saying hard work right. is hard work will is, immediately put you above the bottom or the, is, the average income hard work and determination is what um, determines your outcome yeah. yeah okay I don't care if you were homeless I don't care if you came from a family with money I don't care if you no matter what happens if you work hard and you're dedicated you will be successful in this country. Fun fact, I was actually homeless in 2017. And look at you now. 2017, really? yep. Yep. So, homeless as in like... Like six months. So, uh, here's, and, look, and Jeremy yeah. is successful. Trying I'll, to be. Super proud, man. I love it, man. I'll I post, love Jeremy on the show. Fucking goddamn Jeremy. Let's go. I'll post, yeah. I'll post Get this it. on, our, uh, Let's go, baby. Baby. on our Void Facebook page tonight. You can beat 50% of the competition simply by showing up and working hard. Yes, sir. You can beat the next 40% simply by doing things with urgency and detail. The last 10% is simply a dogfight. So you can, feed, you can beat 90% of the competition by showing up, working hard, and doing things with urgency and detail. Right there puts you above 90% of your Entrepreneurs years. here that's listening to this, or future entrepreneurs listening to this show, if you just pick up the phone and learn how to tell a joke, if you pick up the phone when it rings, be a pleasant person, you know, bring happiness. Don't be a Debbie Downer. Nobody likes to be around those people. And learn how to tell a joke. You will be successful than most people. Yeah. And when you're talking about how, you know, hard work, I must add smart work. So I can tell you right now that I don't work harder than those people that dig ditches. Say it again. I, I don't work any harder. Yeah. I don't work hard at all compared to the people digging ditches with their, you know, with their hand. Right. 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 That's hard work. That's it's, hard work. It's yeah. very hard work. Yeah. But the what I'm doing is. But hard work at your position. You correct. Do. There you go. There you, you know go. what I mean. You're so outworking. The lane you're outworking. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he's outworking the other people in yeah. his lane. Yeah. And and when we say hard work, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, hey, the other. Sons of bitches that are in your lane, outwork yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can make it. Yeah. What you want to do is really, really focus on your craft. So here's the thing that that can bring value to the listeners who are probably thinking about a business idea. Think of one thing that you're good at and master it before touching or considering anything else. So I am a good example of this, okay? 
I want to do investments. I want to do mortgages. I started a marketing company during the pandemic. So I bought like a whole gimbal setup and all that. And I thought I was going to be a real estate photographer. Um, I was going to do careful, like, Marcus. Yeah, I was going to get yeah. your replacement right, right, right over here. here baby. <laughs> I'm going to host a training thing. I'll, I'll teach oh, you. yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I thought I was going to be this mobile detailer that's going to build this empire. Holy shit. I've, I've invested so much into different equipment. You know, I'd say two grand in mobile detailing stuff and another, let's say, $1,000 on videography and photography equipment, which is very cheap. Um, but had I invested the $3,000 that I spent on those things on getting some sort of training, there is a training yeah. um, that costs like 1500 bucks for mortgage loan originators. Yeah. Right. Dude, I could have... I mean, fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, you could easily make that with one loan. Right. Yeah. But that three thousand dollars, I could have easily probably turned it like fifty k. Yeah. In one year, because your best investment's always in yourself. Yeah, and it's just we like we talked about that earlier. You have mm. to really evaluate what you're good at, and like, <laughs> I was listening to a guy on YouTube, which is funny because I'm listening to this guy that is roofing. Um, focused channel. Mm-hmm. What the hell is a loan officer listening to a roofing a video? Roofer, right. right. It's always something to learn. Well, this guy is like on your business name, which, you know, if you're coming up with a company, don't say roofing and exteriors because if you're doing SEO on Google, this is kind of like getting in the weeds, but um, when you are typing in, when you're a consumer, my roof just got destroyed by hail right i'm not looking for roofing and exteriors looking for hail damage repair yeah Yeah. and i'm looking for a roofing company right and so if you are so spread thin you're gonna be shit at everything yeah good at nothing yeah right there's real truth there's real truth in that and now especially in the construction industry yeah and because like oh man um i just fixed the roof but the ladies asked me to paint her kitchen easy enough i can make two grand yeah but now nobody knows to contact you for roof yeah they're gonna contact you as a handyman and you're gonna get paid significantly less so when you are going off on your own becoming a you know self-employed or entrepreneur stay in your fucking lane yeah i love it yeah you yeah we, we do the same thing in our you know we have a focus in in the plumbing area that we focus on and literally just today, we were getting emails about wanting to get signed up to do a slightly different branch of plumbing. And we're like, no, like we're, we're crazy busy doing what we do. Yeah, there's a lot of money on the table over there. We could do that, but that's not in our wheelhouse. Refer- there's, there's massive contractual stuff and everything associated with the other thing. And it's, it's not our forte. So we just politely passed up. On you it. could end up building a house chasing every little job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, damn. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Mm. So... Um, we, uh, we got to be kind of wrapping things up here, but, uh, rapid fire, rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, well, what was the, what's the one topic we haven't hit yet? Uh, biggest fear, I think. Oh, I mean, we could talk about that. Um, if you are starting out in two, yeah, two minutes, what is the biggest fear running out of money after you've started? Is that, is that your biggest fear? That was one of the biggest fears. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're now that you know, now that you've established now that you've, you've got a little bank and okay, let's say you, um, you have the money um, to get past, you know, easy feats. What is the biggest fear you have um, moving forward with the growth of your company? 
Oh, the biggest fear is always automation. Okay. Robots, automation. Um, You're talking the the automation industry replacing jobs. Yeah. Okay. Not just my job, but like pretty much a lot of different things. Yeah. I mean, they're automating burger flipping now. I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you, you see know? that White Castle? Yeah. Yeah. Burger flippers and fries. Yeah, man. dude. So like. And you're saying that's your biggest fear? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I don't know how long well, being a loan officer is going to be. But. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. Like you used to have to go to a car, car dealer to buy a car. And yeah. And, and now you can literally a couple clicks online and they yeah. drop it off at your door and pick up. Yeah. Your and like COVID helped with that. And, too. Yeah. And he doesn't mean burger flippers. He means the computer just doing his job. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and automated home loans. Yeah. yeah. Automated. Home yeah. Loans. But and there's, the they're thing. already out there. Oh, there is. But here's the thing. Here's the point I was trying to make on that is you should start effing one up once in a while just to be like, hey, you guys can't. You know, you can't see this coming. Just like, oh, yeah. you know. No, that's exactly the point I was going to make is, yeah. yeah, my biggest fear is like automation, but there's always become irreplaceable. Right. What I mean is there's no robot that can replace a relationship of two humans. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. especially like for our generation. Unless you're like a freak and yeah. you have connection with like your I hate, doll. I hate if anything is automated like this, if we could go back to flip phones. Dude. Flones? Did I say flones? If we could go back to flip phones, yeah. I would. I'd throw this son of a bitch out and, tr- I, and drive I had to swing by truck. Walmart to get some more sparkling water. <laughs> All of the self-checkout <laughs> lanes there, I identify the one with a real person in it. Yeah, I, I never go to self-checkout. I self waited checkout. two or three times longer because I, I'm dealing with a person. Go, no, I no, no, never no. I never go to self-checkout. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. You I'm know going, why? I look for self-checkout. <laughs> they no. need to give me a discount because I'm working there. Marcus. Checking my own ass out. Marcus. <laughs> you know? Marcus, don't go there. Why? Because so, you're trying to save the jobs for... Uh, because people need jobs, man. And, yeah. I get that. and listen, there's not... Okay, so there's n- there's not an infinite amount of Mitches or Jeremys, okay? There are people that... Man, this is going to sound awful. There are people that can't do those jobs. Yeah. They don't can't have, the, men- yeah, that's, they don't that's have the mental capacity there to are do people those. So that- guess what they should be doing? They should be checking people out. Right. And they should that, be getting money, fair. okay? And... And this whole freaking government push of, oh, we'll just pay those people. We'll give them Social Security or we'll do, you know, do whatever. That's not the right move. That doesn't help them and that doesn't help us. Okay. If you sit at home and collect a check, you're not happy. Yeah. You're not happy. You're you're happy being a productive member of society. If you're not productive, man, we have all these fucking side tangents all the time. Yeah. If you're not not productive, you're not happy. Yeah. That's right. That's just. Th- that's mankind. That's so, not. Yep. That's not black people. Yeah. That's not white people. Jeremy. That's people. Is he's like this. This guy. This Mexican color? Noah. He's, yeah. Mexican <laughs> told, Jeremy told Filipino us earlier. Man. He's a he's a Mexapino. No, right? no. It's let's uh, let Jeremy. What did you tell me your heritage was? We talked about it before, and I forgot. I'm sorry. Oh, my great grandparents are from Spain. Spain. He is Spanish. Okay. But I'm Filipino. But he's okay. Filipino <laughs> with a Mexican last name. The computers don't give a fuck. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Get from the the self checkouts. Get from right. everything. Nothing matters. But Jeremy we, hit the nail on the head. We have to help each other, and we have to all be engaged, no matter our mental capacity. Whether we are yeah. checking out groceries, whether we are shoveling poop, whether we are fixing heating and air, whether we are making a home loan, it doesn't matter. You have to be part of society to be happy. Yeah, Jeremy hit just, the nail on the head. You those gotta, are the things that drive me insane. Human to human do. relations. You can never give up human human, human to human relations. You know Damn what's right funny about can. this? So That's why podcasts are so popular, I think. Yeah. 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 You know what's funny about that? that the relationship thing, you can't really uh, replace it. 
So we've gone so far into like in business, right? We're always trying to automate things like the text messages, follow-ups, right? Right. You know what is a good differentiating factor if you're a business owner? Give it to me, man. Dude, what business are you in? Um, heating and air. He uh, does couple. Nothing. So I did I did heating and air and plumbing. <laughs> okay. And now I do woodworking. Got it. Got it. That explains the ring. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Okay, for whoever's listening. Hey, check out this bowl I made. It's nice, right? <laughs> David <laughs> Hilton. Sick. It's my first Go epoxy to him bowl. for anything that you need. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. see that bowl? That's why it's going to get replaced by robots, because look at that bowl. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is my first one. First off, it's an epoxy bowl. It's a little rough. That's awesome. I mean, it is. It, this was my first one, but I wanted to bring it. I wanted to bring it to the set, you know. And and I'd been thinking about the problem with woodworking is the profit margins are shit. Yeah, and they always have been. Yeah. But Marcus the other day was like, "Hey, could you Unless make you me get a, into making charcuterie uh, Could boards. you make me a wood? <laughs> oh yeah, ten dollars for twelve dollars worth of wood. Yeah, it's real smart. Right. Marcus asked me. He said, "Hey, could you make me a wood ring?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't know. I was like, mm, I, don't I mean, I got a lathe, so I made one today and I brought it." Legit, yeah, he loves it. Yeah, you just know. a tad bit too. But we're it's working a on big. it. We're working on it. It's a little big. But I never freaking made one. I was like, hey, try this on. He's like, yeah, you know, it's when a little I tell big. you, legit, I want to do like a review on Yelp or something. But like, <laughs> yeah. legit. but that's so, the thing. So is you were the, talking human relations. Yeah, yeah and so that's the, what and that's what we're talking about here. The yeah. differentiate the differentiating. Deriff- that, yeah, differentiating. Yeah, yeah. you're Sorry. not. Even, yeah. We've been drinking. I don't know what you're doing over here. No, I'm blowing glass. <laughs> Mr. Mercado, Don't ladies and gentlemen. Um, the differentiating factor after all this automation stuff is calling your clients. You know what's funny? One of my buddies, he owns a trash company. It's called Junkums. Okay. It's yeah. got like a dumpster company. Yeah. Anyways. Is it here? It's in uh, Pleasant Hill, I think. I think I've heard of it. Yeah. It's is like it J U N K apostrophe E M S? Yeah. 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 I've yeah. seen it. It's okay. like purple. Yeah. 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 So the thing about it is um, he's a business owner. He's busy. And we got Facebook now. It's, you're going to get reminded, hey, it's your buddy's birthday. We should get him on the show. Call him. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. His name's Chad. We'll, awesome. we'll get some more Is he as cool as you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think so. He's He's cool. okay? Yeah, he's cool. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be hanging out with him, right? Yeah. Right. True, 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 true. Right? Um, but when I called him, it was his birthday. I called him instead of leaving a happy birthday on Facebook. Right. Me and Mitch, you know. And you know yeah. what? You know what? He hasn't sent me a referral, but here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Listen up, Junkums. Yeah. Mercado's waiting on that referral. That's right. I need it. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. After I caught up, I was like, hey, man, how's it going? It, it turned into like a 15-minute phone call instead of like, hey, man, happy birthday. Click. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He invited me to come <clears throat> over to his uh, his crib on Pleasant Hill, I believe. I think it's in Pleasant Hill. But now we're going to get caught up. Yeah. yeah. Let me just, I'm going to see his kids that are all grown up now. Yeah. And now he's like, shit, dude, I don't know any other mortgage lenders. You're my guy. Right. Right. So you're literally, Mitch, you're the only guy that I know that owns a plumbing company. Because it's hard for me to refer people that works for somebody. Right. Because like right. they could quit and they're like, all right, I don't have a guy anymore. Right. But if you run the business, I'm like, you know what? I want to get get with the head because if you're busy you got somebody else that could take care of it right yeah um well and we keep that personal touch in our company too yeah. there's a lot of cr you know in, in previous episodes we've talked about crms yep. and, and and stuff like that there's a lot of softwares out there that will automate a lot of what we do yep and we specifically choose not to do those because when people call in 
they don't want to talk to some customer service rep that has no clue what to do other than book a service call. Hi, press one. Yeah. yeah. To talk and, to that person. And yeah. there's a lot of plumbing companies out there that outsource to like some rando call center yeah. that they don't have any clue what they're doing. And I think it's going to get to that eventually. But like right now in our day and age, <clears throat> anyone over 30 is it's, it's not happening. They don't like it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why, like, so we're zero, we zero, always zero, answer zero, our zero, phones. Zero, 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 you know, yeah. trying to get just like to talk. fashion, just yeah. like fashion, it all comes back to circle. Yeah, we always answer our phones with a real person, yep. and we will will keep that personal engagement through the entire process. Yeah, so. and that's what you know. That's another point. Whether it's a plumber <clears throat> or loan officer, right? Is like, dude, I'm gonna pick up the phone. Yeah, I yeah. literally tell people like, oh, what's your working hours? Fucking twenty four seven. As yeah. long as like don't blow up my phone at two a.m. because my my girlfriend's gonna be like, wow. yeah, right. It, right. It, it, if I don't farm. answer, leave a message. I'll call you. Yeah, tomorrow. or shoot me a text. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, like, like I said, it all comes full circle, right? Fashion or whatever. One of the things I bought my girlfriend for Valentine's Day is like a Polaroid. One of those the old cameras? school Polaroid. Old school Polaroid. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They started remaking them. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I bought yeah. my daughter one. So it comes. Of course you did. <laughs> so here's the thing. Of course you did. You know the human interaction. We have Instagram. Why the hell do we need a Polaroid? Right. Right. And my people kid. want the human interaction. It's because yeah, exactly. it's human interaction. I think it's going to come back to that too. Yep. And it's the physical thing. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I have ten thousand photos in my photo album and in, in my phone. Never look. But at you them. know what's cooler? That one's on your dash, ain't it? Hmm? That one's on your dashboard, isn't it? Yeah. My daughter's yeah. is on my dashboard. I mean, I know. I mean, I, I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. The picture, the picture it's of my, on my uh, what is it called? Visor. Visor. visor yeah. yeah. You know, like Layla, Layla plays competitive soccer and the pictures of her, you know, and, and then when she's little, you know, on right. my dash. Right. Yep. I mean, yeah. I almost Did got emotional you? there. Uh, yeah. You know, those are more important to me than anything in the yeah. whole fucking world. Yeah, you can't replace emotional and in, in real no. life interactions with, can't. with digital. That so. will that will exponentially blow up your business. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Staying um, staying human to human interaction will, will yeah. ignite it. Staying yeah. power. So um, because uh, you good then? Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. God, I mean damn. I just yeah. thought yeah allergies. Yeah, allergies. No, yeah. I'm not. No, first off, I'm not an allergy guy. I don't care. I yeah. I cry. Oh, I cried at Mitch. We I all cry. do. First off, I cried at Mitch's wedding. I like okay. it. Mitch and I have been friends forever. That's, that's a story for another day. I, I cried at my own wedding. Yeah. Okay, I've got that's a nine year old daughter. She yeah. plays competitive soccer. I love her more than fucking life itself. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and when I think yeah. about you know my close friends like Mitch, you know it makes me think about those things. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about when yeah. we talk about interaction. Yeah. Social interaction. Mm-hmm. Business interaction. Yeah. Those things are more important now than they've ever been. Yeah, I feel. I, I feel like yeah. you know we I mean? are the most unconnected, connected people. Yeah, in history. And, yeah. and I think you know, like Mitch and I are. You know, when we were growing up, we were Generation X, and now they've tried to label us as millennials. And I don't know if labels are anything, but we're a hybrid millennial. We're, we're hybrids. You know, I, I always considered myself Generation X, but millennials are are definitely you know all on the phone all the time you yeah. know i feel like you know we are always i always reach back to you know photos and interactions and memories yeah. and, and yeah. those things and i think that here in the next few years those things will really start to turn and people will start to realize oh fuck you, you know, know what's what? funny we have got to get back yeah. to that style of life yeah, that style of family, that style of everything. Because if we don't, we're gonna be in some really deep shit. Check yep. this out. So, 
I know we're wrapping up on time, but yeah, we are. We're getting long. We're yeah. getting we're getting a little long. We got a we, yeah. we got a few more minutes. No, it's gonna be one hell of a podcast. But yeah. here's the because th- <laughs> I'm here, Jay Dog in the house. Jay Dog, Jay Dog, Jay Dog. But the thing is, you know, Facebook, you can literally just say, "Hey, look, I'm open for business. Like, check it out." Yeah. Right. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, nobody's gonna watch that. They're nobody's probably gonna, gonna like it, it. You know, like five people are gonna like it. Click. It takes me. D- I, I yeah. can like it without reading it. Yeah. Boop. And the yep. thing is, like, what that doesn't give you a call to action and be like, oh shit, he opened a plumbing company. Let me, I need some help. Right. Versus going down your contact list. This is another <laughs> strategy that, you know, somebody can take and blow up their business when they start is check your contact, scroll all the way to the bottom. If you have like an iPhone, it'll say like hundreds of contacts. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what you do. You list it out. And I've learned this through uh, when I was a financial planner, start listing people out and start actively calling them. They're going to be like, holy shit, I haven't talked to you in forever. Yep, even building, that, though, building that bridge back. Exactly. Yeah. Even yep. though you've been friends with them on Facebook and they see your post yep. every single day, they're like, exactly. I haven't hear, heard from you. I'm like, yeah. e- Even on like birthdays, like yeah. reach out to them, hey, happy birthday. Exactly. Happy anniversary. Bro. Different things like that and just rebuilding that, that, uh, that relationship. Here again. is an awesome trick that I'm going to leave your audience. And please. Last st- trick. Please, Here we go. Please steal it. We're in the And you could actually like take this. You know, everybody knows when people's birthdays are on Facebook now. Yep. So put it on your calendar the day before. Yep. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah, call them up a day before. They're going to be like, holy shit, how did you know? How did you yeah. remember? I wanted to get ahead of the storm. I wanted to call you before everyone bombs Did you do you this? Me. Yeah, I, I, I've done that. I've never done it, but Bro, I will say it's perfect. Er, earlier you were talking about birthdays. So all my closest friends mm-hmm. that I know deeply. So when I see it on Facebook, I call them on my phone yeah. or I text them. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't do fuck Facebook. I don't, I don't put it on Facebook. I, and I have about 10 friends <clears throat> and sometimes I miss them. Yeah. You know, cause I'm not a big Facebook guy, but usually like Mitch, I, I text or what did I text you this year? I, because he was 40. I, I think I said, it was something completely inappropriate. Yeah. I was like, hey, happy happy birthday, you old fuck. Yeah. You know, something like that. One step closer to your balls touching the water when yeah. you sit down. Yeah, it was something <laughs> like that. And, 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 and Mitch texts me the same thing on my birthday. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Right. But if you, um, and, and you don't have to do it for everybody, but, you know, if you can make those human connections, we have got completely off of small business. We are no, it's, we're right on. on. We're, we're exactly where exactly. we this need to be. This is marketing. We are, we are, this is, this is how old school small business This isn't marketing. Be. This yeah. is the way. This is the yeah. way you we build are, your business. We are the trying mindset. to be people bring people back to the way it used to be. That's how it was. It's it's not bringing them back to the way it used to be. It's bringing them back to the way that it works and bringing them back to the way that civilization, yes. civilization functions on, right? F- yeah, functions normally. Yeah, yeah. We're, right? we're not used to pressing one for the... Like, you may be used to it, but it's not normal, and you're not yeah. comfortable doing it. So keeping that human-to-human interaction yeah. and that uh, caring interaction is key. Yeah. What so, a phenomenal hey, episode. Yeah. Just to piggyback off <laughs> what you're it. saying, uh, J-Dog, What's up, I would say, uh, <laughs> I say that you'd be surprised how like how much traffic you get off doing those. Oh, for those sure. Things. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll blow people up. People... People love human-to-human interaction. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> guys, that pretty much wraps up today's show with uh, with Jeremy. Uh, remember, if you like what you're hearing on the show, do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. Also, no matter what platform you're listening on, whether it's uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube, 
uh, please do us a favor and do it right now. Go to the show and give us a five-star review on that show. Uh, those really help get the show in front of more people that need to see the show. So if you could do those two things for us, shoot us a review and shoot us a referral. We would, we would really appreciate it. Again, we're not making any money on this show. This is at, simply out of the goodness of our heart because we want to watch other people succeed at, at becoming the best that they can. So uh, until next week, guys, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. And One then, more thing. Thank you. Mr. Jeremy Mercado. Yeah, of course, of course. Thanks now, for having me. Real yeah, quick, honored. You were real great. Thank you. Do you have any shameless plugs? Yeah, yeah. If, Put if your somebody's, do you have a website, YouTube, Facebook. Come oh, on, dude. You guys can add me on Facebook. I don't care. There you go. <laughs> Jeremy Mercado. J e r e m y m e r c a d o. There it is. Jeremy Mercado. Dude, All right. Thank you Bye, so y'all. much. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate no, it. No, really, dude. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, we'll see you later, man. Love you guys. See you guys next week.